Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Coffee listening to Mad Love. Welcome to the show, your daily devotional of sorts. You know, what's going on? What's good? I personally have been doing a ton of, I get this way, my birthday's coming up and I get pretty intense about my um, processes and how I'm thinking, how I'm feeling. I do like an annual review. This year, of course, has been bizarre, but there are things that I don't want to take into my new year with me. And um, so I kind of go silent. I think for the most part, the podcast is the most external part of me right now. I'm not really on social media. Not really. I mean, I'm doing as much as I can to stay out in, you know, the public eye with the podcast. But for the most part, I'm pretty introspective. And one thing I was reading this morning while I was up doing my meditation is, you know, just how powerful limiting beliefs are and how a big part of, you know, our lives, especially people who are frustrated, a big part of the problem is these limiting beliefs that we have. And some of them are so ingrained in our brains, we can't even really let them go because we just couldn't consider that they weren't true. And I've often uh, reacted pretty favorably or strongly to to the sentence, everything you believe isn't true. You know, every thought you have isn't right. It isn't accurate. You know, there are a lot of things that you think are rock solid information that aren't, you know, um, and those are the things we use to cope. Because if you if you can't come up with a, the, the way the brain works, if you can't come up with a rationalization for it, then it means it's chaos and we can't have chaos, um, even though the world is super chaotic. But we can't knowingly embrace that. So we just make things up to. <laughs> to survive, you know, and I'm sure you're saying, like, give me an example. Well, I can't speak on everybody else's limiting beliefs, but I remember, and most of them come from childhood. So here we go. I remember I was in like seventh or eighth grade and uh, somebody's mom said, I I was, we were talking as a group, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I want to be a writer. And I remember somebody was like, my mom says writers never make any money. And you would think that's a throwaway comment. It shouldn't be a big deal. We were all kids or whatever, but I never forgot it. I actually can remember it. Like I remember where we were kind of standing, we were standing in a circle, just talking like kids do. We were a very aspirational bunch. So, uh, when I'm struggling and times, you know, and I've struggled mightily, <laughs> there are times when I, you know, wasn't making a lot of money and I was trying to write or trying to get my writing career in a different place. I always kind of harken back to like, well, writers never make any money, which is something I heard as a throwaway comment from somebody who wasn't even a writer. I'm pretty, I don't think her mom was a writer. Um, and she would, she didn't say it to like discourage me, but I never forgot it. And I believed it and kind of internalized it and took it in as like one of those, those messages that play in the background. It's one of the background noise messages in my brain. And I don't believe that's true. I obviously know of examples where that's not true, 
but it's the thing I go to when I need to justify why I'm struggling or used to be. I don't do it anymore and I don't believe that anymore. But certainly in my 20s and 30s, it used to be the thing I would go to because, you know, there has to be a reason why I'm not doing better. Oh, yeah, that's right, because writers don't really make any money. And I grant you, it is feast or famine. There are a lot of people who who struggle, um, but there are a lot of people who are overwhelmingly successful and they're writing, uh, you know, whether they love the work or not, they're making money, they're surviving. And I don't even know the context of what we were talking about. I mean, this is so long ago and we were children. We didn't even understand the concept of working or earning money. But it's just something that was a limited belief that I held on to for a long time. And it it made me uh, it gave me a rationalization, you know, maybe maybe my writing wasn't that good. Ha ha. I've always been a good writer. Sorry. (laughs) I don't have uh, a ton of arrogance about a lot of things, but my writing skills, I'm pretty, pretty fond of. And I've always felt sharp doing those. So. But I'll throw it out there for the sake of the conversation. Maybe maybe my writing wasn't up to par. Maybe my strategy to, to enter the this crazy business wasn't up to par. And now, you know, I pull back and I look um, at my 20s and how I was approaching it. I didn't really have that nature that you need to just be super aggressive. You know, I read these stories about... You know, let's say take somebody like Madonna who packed up and left Michigan and moved to New York and was living in a in a like a real rundown building. I think she got raped. Um, I think she had a relationship, a female on female relationship with somebody to help advance her career. I mean, there are things and I'm not talking bad about her. Like that's what she had to do to survive. And it is not. You know, I don't think it's a secret. I think most people know Madonna is pretty ferocious and competitive. And um, she's got the career to show it. But I wasn't going to be that girl at 22. You know, my dad, my father wouldn't even let me get a job in D.C. in the 80s. He was like, no, it's too much crime. No, I'll get you the money you need. (laughs) I was like, but dad, I could take the bus. He was like, oh, no. Mm -mm. In the night, no. (laughs) So, I mean, and then if my dad is showing concern, I was just like, well, obviously this is not a good idea. Um, But there are other people who would be like, forget that. I'm going out there. I'm going to do what it takes, you know. And I, you know, I just didn't have that temperament. And Ed Milet says that being born middle class was probably the worst thing that ever happened to him. And I get what he means, because if you're born poor, you're 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 unstoppable if you have drive and determination you aren't going to be turned back by anything but if you're middle class you tend to be like "Mm," you get picky you know you choosy (laughs) and I chose not to um there actually were some people who got assaulted and some shootings and stuff on that path from Georgetown back to Howard but I digress when he said I didn't have to do that I was like cool but I was willing to, but if I didn't have to, I didn't. Uh, and DC was super scary. You know, I look back now and the crime that we just sort of didn't even pay any attention to. Like, we kept it in our awareness and we kept ourselves safe. But, man, whew. Anyway, so the point of the podcast today is what limiting beliefs do you have? 
What's that one thing that, you know, when you try to lose weight, what's the one thought that pops up? Or what's the one thought that pops up when you, um, you know, think about being a good parent? Uh, what are you good at? You know, I, I work with some really amazing and smart uh, people. And normally the women, I ask questions, you know, because they're younger than me and I find it fascinating, um, you know, what 13 to 15 years can do uh, for a woman's psyche. So I often ask, do you feel like you're good at this job? Mm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm not the best. Do you feel like you're a good mom? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, what are you good at? I mean, you got to be good at something. You got to feel feel better uh, about something in your life. You got to feel good about something in order to feel productive, you know. So I don't know. I, I think a lot of times we have a lot of limiting beliefs. A lot of it comes from your family. Sorry. I mean, we don't we don't all get raised by psychologists or happy people, you know, hurt people, hurt people. And most of the time, that's your kids. Um, Sometimes the abandonment issues are strong. I'm not sure why anybody would abandon their kids. I know the majority of the story is, uh, you know, dads leaving their kids behind. But I've actually known a mother or two to abandon their kids. You know, I, I don't know. I think you get most of your damage from your family. And because we're not all growing up in a sitcom... Uh, there's not a lot of those special episodes or warm and fuzzy moments at the end of <laughs> end of your day. I mean, and you have to grow up and figure out how to not let anything that may have harmed you hold you back. And they weren't intentionally trying to harm you. Most people just did the best that they could. It wasn't like they were like, I'm going to have kids and really fuck them up. Like nobody, nobody with any sanity says that, you know, it just happens. So you got to forgive people for your limiting beliefs. You got to remove the limiting beliefs. And then you just got to go set your life on fire in a good way. You got to go out in the world and believe that what you want is for you. And you deserve it. And you deserve to be happy. And you deserve to be proud of yourself. So whatever your limiting beliefs are, chuck them right now. Just be like, they're gone. And, you know, of course, this takes time and of course it requires examination, but it's worth it because it is liberating. It's truly the only form of freedom you will have. And freedom ain't free. You got to do the work. And there are there are things that are holding you back that you are allowing because you believe it to be true. Maybe if you just stop believing it, it would lose that power over your life. And then your life will transform and become what you want it to be. Now, again, if you're happy and everything's just exactly the way you want it, then you don't care anything about quantum physics. You don't care anything about um, changing your limiting beliefs because your life is exactly the way you want it and good for you. But for those of us who are aspiring and want transformation and want to see our lives go to the next level, I think this is the way to do it. And you deserve it. And you deserve to be happy. And a lot of you all have the limiting belief that you don't deserve it. And you don't even realize it. (laughs) Yep, it's true. The stuff you don't realize that holds you back, 
that's the stuff that's really holding you back. So, there's that. (laughs) Have a good day.